the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Right, yeah, really. All right, let's do this Diamond Envy Podcast Super Regional Edition. Wow, has the season flown by to anyone else or is it just me? Can't believe we're already in the Super Regional portion of the season, but I am jacked up. Let's go. Diamond Envy, I'm your host, Tyler McComas. As always, Diamond Envy brought to you by Cavens Construction. 573-3048, give Cavens a call. Uh, hey, I, I know what you all care about right now. Is Jordy Ball going to pitch this weekend or not? Well, I'll start by telling you what Patty Gasso said on Wednesday night. She said, quote, The good news is Jordy's been throwing a little bit in the bullpen. I don't know exactly when, but we're optimistic she's going to be able to help this team, end quote. And I think that in itself is is great news. Just the fact that Patty is optimistic that she's going to pitch at some point is huge. Now, Coach speak is a real thing, all right? We, we talk about that all the time on this podcast, but Patty Gasso doesn't really strike me as one that's real big into coach speak. So if Patty's saying that she's optimistic, I believe that Patty's optimistic. Now, does that mean that she's optimistic that she's going to pitch in the Super Regional? I don't necessarily know about that, but in terms of the end of the season, if you were to play in the Women's College World Series, yeah, I, I think Patty's being truthful that she is optimistic you get Jordy Ball back at some point. But what happens this weekend? The truth of the matter is we really don't know. And it may be true that OU doesn't know, Jordy Ball doesn't know, Patty Gasso doesn't know right now. And again, I always try to update the situation based on feeling, and my feeling is this. The game one, we're not going to see Jordy Ball, OU, and UCF. I don't think we're going to see her. And in fact, depending on what happens in game one, I think that that might determine if we see her this weekend or not. Now, this is all based on her even being healthy enough to pitch this weekend. If that's not the case, then, well, they'll try it again next week if they qualify for the WCWS. But if she is, like, just healthy enough to be able to pitch, if they handle UCF in the first game, I think that it makes it a lot more difficult to see Jordy Ball again. You beat UCF on Friday, I think you say, all right, we got to win one of the next two games. We'd like to pitch Jordy but we may just save her for the Women's College World Series. If you struggle game one against UCF, if you lose the thing, then maybe there's more urgency, again, if she's healthy enough to get her back out there. But best case scenario for me this week is, obviously, you beat UCF and you roll on to Oklahoma City, but I think best case scenario is that you get Jordy out there and not only does Jordy see time in the circle, but she sees time in a pressure situation. I have no doubt that she is going to contribute, she's going to compete, she's going to be just fine when and if, whatever, she comes back. But it's been a while since she's been in the circle, and especially for a true freshman, that is definitely a factor. So whether it's starting a game, or whether it's coming in relief, whatever the situation is, best case scenario, you win, but Jordy Ball gets some innings and she has to work out of maybe a tight jam. You know, I, I think it's a different scenario if, you know, you're up 8 nothing late in the game and you just throw Jordy Ball out there to get an inning. I would take that. I think that would be even nice. 
but I want to get her back into that competitive feel of being in a tight game, need to deliver a big pitch, uh, get outs, keep runners off bases, all that. That, to me, I think more than anything is uh, what's going to be the greatest beneficiary to this team, and especially to Jordy Ball as well. Hey, let's waste no time, though. Um, you want to know about UCF because this is a big series coming up. Really, really, really good team. Been telling you that. And no one knows this team better, outside of the head coach, of course, than Eric Lopez. He's a play-by-play voice of the UCF Golden Knights, also a co-host of the In the Circle podcast. Eric's awesome. Hope you enjoy. All right, welcome in. This guest, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's phenomenal with his coverage of college softball. I think he's one heck of a play-by-play voice for UCF softball. Loved his call of UCF over Michigan on Sunday to clinch the first ever Super Regional for the team. Eric Lopez, he's been on with us before. He's our guest. Eric, um, as always, appreciate it. You know, Patty Gasso earlier this week was asked about UCF, and she said, you know, they're a gritty team. They're a tough team. They're good in the circle. They know how to manufacture runs. Not going to hit for a lot of power. Maybe two hitters in the order that can hit home runs. Do you think that that's a fair assessment of what this UCF team is? I think a little bit, yeah. I mean, I don't think this is a team that depends on a long ball. I think they like to manufacture runs in different ways, whether it be with a Jada Cody, a Shannon Doherty has provided some power there. Ashley Griffin has some pop. But they also have speed. Uh, when you think of a Michaela Macario, a Denali Shotpocker, they have some speed as well. So it's a, it's a diverse type of an offense. That uh, it's got a little bit of everything, so I, I think Pat Coach Gasso is pretty accurate. Uh, and you know they are very tough grinded. They are a team that will uh, battle through every out and every scenario. This is a team that's come from behind in many scenarios to come back and win. So you're going to earn it against UCF. Now you know a lot about this OU softball team. I know you've been watching them a ton this year. Where do you think UCF could give OU a lot of issues or some issues uh, this weekend in the Super Regional? Well, I'm very interested to see how Sydney Ball Malone and UCF decide to pitch to Oklahoma. You know, it came on Woodall tight, keeps the ball down. How does Oklahoma adjust to that? Uh, I'm very interested in the scene. And I'm interested to see, obviously, with all the questions in the circle for Oklahoma, you know, how does UCF attack the Oklahoma pitching? Can they get ahead of Oklahoma? Keep in mind, UCF beat Texas. It's one of the teams that beat Oklahoma. They've seen a lot of that tape. They've seen tape of the Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game. So I think they feel they have an idea what, what they got to do. It's a, But, of course, when you're playing Oklahoma, it's a lot easier to say what you got to do and actually execute it. Yeah. Yeah, UCF beat Texas. They beat Virginia Tech in a game earlier this year. Game one was a really close one nothing game. Played Florida State, played Florida, played Georgia. I'm rattling off the schedule to you like you weren't there every single game and you don't know. But that tough non-conference that they played the who's who of the Southeast, how much has that prepared them to play like an environment they're, that they're going to see this weekend? How big was that? Big, huge. First of all, without that schedule, they don't have the opportunity to put themselves in position to host. Uh, that's number one. Number two. You're, to your point, they're going to be battle-tested. They've faced everybody. they faced teams in, on the road and neutral fields, uh, you name it. So I don't, I don't think they're going to be in awe of going to Oklahoma because they've played top teams. Uh, I think this was a team that's going to play loose. I think they, they know that all the pressure's on Oklahoma, and they're like, they know that nobody's going to give UCF a chance, and I think they kind of like that. They're going to have that chip on the shoulder that, oh, you don't think we have a shot, so watch this. So I think yeah. they're going to be ready. 
Yeah. I don't know what you've heard about Jordy Ball or what your opinion is on her going into this weekend. I'm still very iffy on if she's going to pitch. Sounds like they've gotten some good news here recently. I still think if she pitches, it'll be in Oklahoma City for the Women's College World Series if OU makes it there. How much does your opinion on this series, though, shift if Jordy Ball's not available at all? I don't know if it shifts drastically. Obviously, I think Jordy Ball, what we've learned about Oklahoma is with Jordy Ball, Oklahoma might be go down as one of the great teams of all time. Without Jordy Ball, they're still the team to beat. Yeah. But there, <laughs> but there's a little a little more extra room for error, right? Like, I mean, like that's what we've learned. I mean, what a job Hope Trotwine has done and Nicole May and everybody did in the regional. I think that's been huge for Oklahoma. But I still think to me, for the exclamation point, maybe not in this regional, but for the big picture, I still think they need Jordy Ball to win the national title. Because I think Arkansas is legit, all right? They've got a one-two punched in the circle, and they have an incredible offense. I think Virginia Tech is still very good. Let's not forget UCLA. They're still UCLA. Yep. Yep. So I still think Jordy Ball is very important in this picture. And I just, boy, can you really wait to get her back to Oklahoma City? I I just wonder. I don't know. Maybe Obviously, may not have a choice. We'll see what happens this weekend. But she's too, still very valuable. I, I I think teams, because as long as she's not pitching, I think there will be teams that feel, believe they could beat Oklahoma. You know, what comes along with being the number one overall seed and being in this discussion of greatest team ever is the pressure that comes along with it. Is there any chance that seeing as UCF making their first ever super regional appearance, is there any chance that that's some sort of an advantage? Because, Eric, I mean, everything from here on out is kind of icing on the cake. Does is there an edge for UCF that they come in here with maybe not a whole lot of pressure in terms of the national perspective? Well, I think you make a point. There's not a ton of pressure. At the same time, I think if they could go in here and steal game one, mm-hmm. all of a sudden all the pressure's on Oklahoma. Now the storylines really change. It's like, wait, maybe they could pull it off, pull off the stunner and get to Oklahoma City and shock the world. That's what game one will be all about. And I'll be interested to see how both teams handle a game one from that standpoint. Who pitches? Who gets off to the lead? That's, we'll know after game one whether we have a series or not yeah. in the Supers and we have a developing story or not. I think that's, to me, game one will, will tell the story on Friday. In the In the Circle podcast that you released this week, which, by the way, I highly urge everyone to go listen to that, you were as stunned as the rest of us on what happened this past weekend. Florida State going down, I mean, Alabama going down, the the craziness that, that, that happened in the regional. But now that we have the Super Regional set, I'm curious on your opinion on two particular Super Regionals. Um, first off, Oklahoma State and Clemson. Can Clemson go into Stillwater and, and, and steal this Super Regional? I think absolutely they can. I think John Rittman has done a heck of a job at Clemson, Valerie Cagle and company. They are a threat. I still like Oklahoma State to win that because they've been there, done that. But I think it's a tight series. I think it would not surprise me if it went the distance and it went three games. But I'll still pick Oklahoma State. But I think it's a really, really good series. Yeah, you got another good one in Fayetteville. Arkansas is kind of a trendy pick right now to maybe make the championship series. Texas, of course, uh, with a big upset in the Washington Regional. Can the Horns hang tough here, or is Arkansas one of the hottest teams in the country? And if you're standing in their way, good luck. Well, I think both. I think Texas will push Arkansas. There's a lot of pride there with Mike White and company. Haley Docini really stepped up for Texas to win that Seattle Regional. However, 
I like Arkansas. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those in the bandwagon that believes Arkansas could get play for the national championship. I think they have the best offense outside of Oklahoma left in this field. You look at Shanice Dels and Mary Half as a one-two punch. I think they're too much for Texas. I think it's another year where Texas falls short of the World Series again. I think Arkansas advances. Would it surprise me if it went the distance? No, but I think the Razorbacks will advance. It's going to be odd to be watching Super Regional Weekend and the Alabama Crimson Tide aren't involved. It's the biggest story in softball right now. What the heck is going on in Tuscaloosa, Eric, with all this madness? It's a great question. you got players uh, entering the portal. I mean, it is wild, and clearly the chemistry was not very good internally at Alabama. They couldn't hit the last month, and the leadership, uh, I think, from a player standpoint, just wasn't there, and they ran into a buzzsaw in Stanford's pitching, and uh, it was all she wrote. First time Alabama did not advance to the Super Regional in the Patrick Murphy era. It's pretty, pretty, pretty still surreal. Hey, last one I have. You ever been to Norman before, or, or is, this your, is this your first time? Uh, first, uh, we've been, I've been to Oklahoma city, but I've not been to yeah. uh, Norman. So, well, I'm sure everyone's going to treat you well. Uh, I know everyone's going to treat you well, ton of respect for UCF. Everyone thinks it's going to be a really great fun series. It's going to be a packed house. Um, thanks as always, Eric, and enjoy your time in, in Norman, man. Hey, anytime, buddy. No, no problem. Appreciate it. Appreciate Eric as always. And Hey, if you see him in Norman this weekend for the super regional, Tell him hi. Tell him, uh, hey, enjoy your uh, coverage of college softball in In the Circle podcast and, of course, the work he does for the UCF Golden Eyes. Eric's, uh, Eric's outstanding. All right, I want to tell you about our title sponsor, Cavens Construction, 573-3048 or cavensconstruction.com. They do it all. Five-tool player, Cavens Construction, roofing, uh, water restoration. They can help you out with your commercial business as well. If you've got emergency repairs, they're on the call 24-7. If you've got some unfortunate situations happening in your home, such as mold, yeah, Cavens can do that as well. So whether it's commercially, personally, whatever, Gary and the team at Cavens Construction can help you out. Gary is a Norman born and bred, big supporter of OU Athletics and a big supporter of the OU softball program as well. So go support Cavens Construction, 405-573-3048 or CavensConstruction.com. Dare I say, the most anticipated stat of the week from Terry Price. He's been hyping this up on social media. I've been seeing it all over Twitter. Let's see what Terry Price, OU Softball Home Run Tracker Twitter account, saving the best for the postseason. Let's see what Terry's got this week. And now, without further ado, the stat of the week. Brought to you by OU Home Run Tracker at Sooner Prices. Hey, Sooner fans. Several of you have asked me about how many runs that the Sooners have scored with two outs. Well, let me give you some numbers. The Sooners have put up through the regional a total of 500 runs, and they've only given up 47. They've also hit 133 home runs. The Sooners have a total of 207 runs with two outs. In fact, they had a streak of 38 games this year with at least one run with two outs. They also had a streak of 36 games with multiple runs with two outs. Out of the 54 games this year, they've had 52 games with at least one run with two outs. And what's more astounding is if the Sooners – 
only counted the runs that they generated when they had two outs, they'd still have a record of 47-6-1. 47 wins, six losses, and one tie if you only counted the runs that the Sooners put on the board when they had two outs. Boomer Sooner. I can't tell you how well done that was by Terry because he's sitting there telling me, hey, 207 runs with two outs this year. And I'm thinking, 207 runs with two outs? I bet there's teams across the country that haven't scored 207 runs all year long. And OU's got that with just two outs this year. And then, of course, he closes it by saying, well, if you just take their runs with two outs this year, they're 47-6-1, which is just crazy. And and let's remember too, it's 47-6-1, but there's a lot of innings that they haven't played this year because of run rule. So what might that overall record look like if OU is actually able to play the full amount of innings that some of these other teams have played because they haven't set a program record for run rules in a season? Great stat by Terry. Great stat by Terry. Go give him a follow at OU Softball Home Run Tracker. All right, I want to tell you about another one of our great sponsors, Dr. Amanda Sadler. Not a one-time, but two-time graduate at the University of Oklahoma. So yeah, she's a little bit invested when it comes to OU Athletics and definitely the Super Regionals this weekend in Norman. If you want to feel better, have more energy, and optimize your health and wellness, Dr. Amanda Sadler at the New In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with you to bridge the gap between fitness and functional medicine. For more information, call 405-515-4040. That's 405-515-4040. In motion because what moves you moves us. Let's hear from Dr. Amanda Sadler about maybe something that isn't super fun, but something you do need to know about concussions. Dr. Sadler, what's the most important facts everyone should know about concussions? Concussions. Wow, this is a big one. So when it comes to concussions, the first thing I you know, counsel parents and patients on is that it is a brain injury. Um, you know, sometimes we kind of get that. But when I say it's a traumatic brain injury, we need to take care of your brain. It, it hits a little bit differently. And so when you have a concussion, you have inflammation in your brain, and we need to make sure um, that, that that's taken care of. And some of that inflammation can cause downstream effects, meaning it can cause symptoms for a long time. Um, a lot of studies show it can cause other problems in other parts of your body because your brain's kind of the master control center um, for up to a year afterwards. And so I really like to focus on getting inflammation down and making sure athletes are ready to not just return to play, which we have a lot of protocols for that, but they're actually ready to return to different levels of activity and actual competition. When you've had one concussion, you're more likely to have another one, and you're also more likely to have some injuries. And so if we can take care of those things up front, um, then you're more likely to have a healthier, longer athletic career. Thanks as always to Dr. Amanda Sadler. She continues to be a great supporter of the Diamond Envy podcast. And uh, hey, by the way, thanks to all of you who continue to give us a five-star ratings on the podcast outlet of your choice. Some of you are even leaving nice reviews on there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. means a lot, and it really helps uh Helps out with things on the podcast, I'll just tell you uh, tell you that. So please continue to give us the uh, five-star ratings on whichever podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whichever one you're using, and those nice reviews uh, mean a lot as well. Thank you. Front page treatment 
on Wednesday for the OU softball team. How awesome was that article? It was an inside look to the OU softball team this year, and it was really, really well done. Um, <laughs> I love the part about Jocelyn Allo and her grand slam to eventually win the game against Oklahoma State in Game 3, that series in Norman. That was awesome. She's just sitting there, and the story's like, yeah, she's got no chance. She's looking at her She's looking at her armband. Yeah, she's got no chance at all. Of course, uh, Jossie hits one out. But, no, it's really, really well done. Great story. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. We'll catch up with uh, Macy Wilson-Turley, 2000 national champ, with Macy's Minute coming up later this week. Because like I said, I'm going to try to put something out either during the Super Regionals or right after the Super Regionals to kind of recap things. But uh, yeah, my, my prediction, I, I think OU wins this series 2 to nothing. Now, I don't think that this is going to be a sweep like we've seen most of the year, where OU just rolls out there, wins 10 nothing, or in the case of the last time this team played, 20 to nothing. I think UCF's a tough team. I think they're a scrappy team. I don't think that they're going to be intimidated by the environment. They're going to give OU a couple games. I think Friday's going to be a real real push. I, I see OU winning this game by one or two runs, and I think Saturday's going to be another fight as well. I think that this is going to be a series where OU wins 2 nothing. But you come out of this thing saying, wow, I really, really respect UCF. Kind of in the way that we all walked out of the Women's College World Series last year saying, wow, I really respect James Madison. I think you're going to walk out saying that's a really good UCF team. They just got an extremely tough draw having to go to number one Oklahoma in the Super Regional. But they're good. They're legit. Do not look at the name and take this for granted. Yes, this is their first ever Super Regional appearance, but... I think that this is going to be a a really, really tough Super Regional. And you know what? I hope it is. I hope it is a really tough Super Regional and OU comes out on the other side of it. I think at this time of the year, with the quality of opponents that you're playing, I think it's really important to be in close softball games. Um, Look, would I take two 10-0 wins? Of course I would. But I think close games can only make you better, and you got to be playing your best softball at this time of the year. So I would not mind at all, would not mind at all, if this team were to get pushed a couple times. And, um, you know, we, we have a pretty strong feeling about things going into Oklahoma City. But, hey, enjoy the Super Regional action. I know a ton of you are going to go out to Marita Hines Field this weekend. Have a great time. Have a great Memorial weekend as you enjoy some OU softball. And uh, have fun watching these other Super Regionals as well. There's some really intriguing series. As I kind of look around at what's going on this weekend, of course, you've got Texas and Oklahoma State in a couple of other uh, Super Regional matchups. Texas is on the road at a red-hot Arkansas team. Oklahoma State at home against Clemson. Real quick, I'll give you some picks. Uh, I'll take Northwestern over Arizona State in the, what is that, the Tempe Super Regional? Uh, Yeah, Tempe Super Regional. I'll take UCLA over Duke. UCLA is always a scary team at this time. Never count them out. I'll take the Bruins in that regional. I'm going to take Arkansas in a quick sweep of the University of Texas. I just think Arkansas is that good right now. Uh, I am going to take Virginia Tech over Florida. Second highest ranked seed right now. Uh, Give me Virginia Tech in that super regional. Oregon State and Stanford. Give me Stanford. Love what they were able to do last week in the super regional. Give me the Stanford Cardinal. I am going to take Oklahoma State over Clemson. I know Clemson is the trendy upset pick, but I'm going to take Oklahoma State to make another Women's College World Series. And I'm going to take Mississippi State. 
Super Regional in Starkville. How about that? Not a whole lot of people thought we'd be saying that. But they got the hot hand after that uh, regional upset in Tallahassee. I'll take Mississippi State to uh, to make it to Oklahoma City for the Women's College World Series. What are your picks? What do you think is going to happen for OU softball this weekend? You know the drill. Tweet me, at Tyler underscore McComas. Love all the interaction that we get weekly uh, concerning OU softball and the national landscape as well. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much to Eric Lopez, UCF Golden Knights play-by-play voice. He's also a co-host of In the Circle podcast. Thank you to Terry Price for that awesome stat. Thank you to you. Thank you for consuming this podcast, continuing to listen each and every single week. We'll be back later this week, hopefully talking about another Women's College World Series berth for the OU softball team. But we'll talk to you this weekend. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. This is the Diamond Envy Podcast. Oh,